You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I believe that culture is a living ecosystem. It's alive. For every new person that comes in, the culture changes. Anyone that leaves, the culture changes. A pandemic or crisis happens around us, the culture changes because it's affecting people's mindset. So when you think about that, you can't treat it like a checklist. You have to be obsessed with it. And how do you keep nurturing and feeding it? And you can't do that alone. And I, that's the part that I tell people a lot of times where some people will say, Kevin, I know culture is important to you, but and I go, what do you mean, but hold on. It's not just important to me, it's important to all of us. And and it's because we're all those living cells in that, or, that ecosystem, that organism to keep it alive. And so we all have a pl- part to play. That was Kevin Rutherford. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and stories. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Marnie on the Move podcast. Last week was an action-packed, politically charged week around the globe, and with good reason. Black lives matter. We all need to stand up, take action, and put an end to racism, inequality, and injustice in the world. I did not post my weekly episodes out of respect to make space for the important conversations and voices that needed to be heard. I am happy to be back with you this week. And while I am not moving on, I am moving forward with great guests for you to discover this summer. In addition, I will be talking to guests about how they are pitching in and using their voice, community, and brand to keep the momentum and movement going. I am looking forward to connecting you with today's guest, Kevin Rutherford, triathlete, runner, and the chief eternal optimist of Noon Hydration, the sports hydration electrolyte tablets that I have been adding to my water for racing and training for nearly a decade. As we head into summer months, and plan to spend more time outdoors. Hydration and electrolyte replacement is so important. Noon is my go-to and they have lots of great flavors. My favorite is strawberry lemonade. On this episode, Kevin and I sync up about where his journey into endurance sports began, his career trajectory that brought him to Noon, and how the brand has grown and expanded over the years while he has been at the helm. Noon began on the endurance sports scene as the first company to separate electrolyte replacement from carbohydrates. It is a healthy, hydrating beverage without all of the extra sugar and additives. Since the brand's inception, they have expanded their product line from sports hydration to vitamins, immune system boosters, and more. Noon has quickly become a must-have product for more and more people around the globe. I hope you enjoy today's conversation on all things noon. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to the app on your phone on Apple, scroll through the Marnie on the Move podcast episodes, click on the five stars and leave a review. Tell us what you love about the podcast, who you want to hear from, and more. Also, feel free to share the episodes you're listening to on your Instagram stories. 
tag us, Marnie on the Move, and we will tag you back. Before we get started, a quick word about our sponsors, Mad Ritual CBD. Today's episode is fueled by Mad Ritual CBD. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality, CBD-infused products. Their CBD balm is off the charts amazing. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100-plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, if you are sore from life, Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website, madritual.com, and use the code Marnie on the Move. Now, on to the episode. It's so great to finally connect with you after all this time. I'm such a big fan of noon hydration. I mean, I've been using noon hydration, I don't know, since I started racing, since you guys launched, probably, because maybe a little bit later. Well, you said... What, 16 years-ish? Oh, so no, definitely not since you launched. I started racing about 10 years ago, so. Oh, yeah, okay. And have you lived in New York the whole time? Yeah, I've always, I've lived in New York. My first race I started racing here in the city was this race called Flat as a Pancake, and it's in Staten Island. And it was a sprint, and I walked the entire, I walked for the entire swim, (laughs) because it was shallow enough. I suck at swimming. So that was my first triathlon. And then I just used to do triathlons in Long Island, like the mighty Hampton and mighty North Fork. In the last five, six years, I started doing all the Ironman races. But back to you, Kevin, you have such a cool title, Chief Eternal Optimist. How did you come up with that title? Yeah, Chief Eternal Optimist, self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed. I don't know if the team agrees with me on that one. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I I think they do. I'll say this, when I think about like a title of president and CEO, it just felt, to me, it's just too formal and unapproachable. Like it just feels, yeah, it just feels unapproachable. And I wanted to change that. So I did. And I wanted something that would kind of break down barriers. And I wanted to more represent how I kind of think and believe. And, And I think an optimist isn't that everything's always positive, but I believe that there's virtually almost always a solution. And so I was just playing around with the letters and came up with it from that perspective. You've been at Noon Hydration for six and a half years, and this fall will be seven years. The brand has evolved so much since you came on board. And even before that, like we mentioned when we were just chit-chatting early on, that I've been using it since I started racing. And I've watched the brand go from this game-changing sports hydration tablet that you put in your water for endurance races to having a wide variety of products and offering hydration for all kinds of people. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. I think you I think I think you just summarized it. I think <laughs> I think that was a great summary. Uh, so what I would say is this is um well one you know as you framed up the the latter part of the question of, you know, how did I take it here? I didn't. 
I think maybe I'm a little more of a conductor and I'm trying to keep everyone in unison and keep the culture and keep everyone moving forward. And but at the end of the day, it's it's an, a really magnetic energy of the team at noon that's that's kind of got us to the spot. When I came in coming on seven years ago, you know, there was a really strong base of consumers, a very uh, there was a really good team in place, too, where they were really passionate about endurance sports. And really what we did is we, we kind of stepped back and said, rather than thinking of ourselves as like this electrolyte tablet company, question was, what was, the, what was the difference we wanted to make in the world? And it sounds very cliche, but th the reason why you want to do that is there's something so much bigger than the product. And the consumer may not see it as linear as we do, but the way we look at it, we go, well, we're about movement. At one point we were all about, we're about personal bests. And we've evolved that even since, because um, personal best was made sense, but it's going, but if you think about every day, you can't be at your personal best. Right. So we, so we really started to focus in on, well, really what we want to do is solve this. It's interesting. We're in a pandemic right now. There's, I feel like there's another pandemic that's been going on for years and that's this sedentary lifestyle crisis. Yes. And we 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 actually think we have an identity crisis because we're not sure if we're selling hydration and supplements or if we're really in the business of getting people to move more. And and so so the the, the idea of when you think about how big that is going from we sell effervescent electrolyte tablets to we're on a mission to empower the world to move more. And hydration is a key tool catalyst to help you get there. And so what you can see from noon is we started to focus in not just with the elite endurance athlete and those at the front of the pack. Now we wanted to get people to do their first 5k. You and I were talking about your first triathlon, right. getting people to do the first one, get the hike and just move more. And with noon being part of that journey, I think that's expanded our audience. It's expanded what products we can offer. And it's, it's just a really exciting time. And it's much more, it's much more, interesting and engaging for a team to rally around a cause that we're trying to solve um, versus just a product that we sell. You're very big into company culture and community as a chief eternal optimist and someone who comes on to a brand to help build that brand. So talk to me a little bit about where that began for you and how you're building the culture at noon. Great question. So here's my thought on, on culture is I believe it is the single biggest competitive advantage for any team, whether that's in business, sports, doing a business case, it, it really is the difference that sustains momentum success over time. Any team can be an exception for a short term, that, that can happen. But long, long term and sustained over time, you've got to have a thriving culture. So here's my paradigm on culture. And then maybe I'll kind of think through, I was trying to, where did it start and how did have that happen? But I believe the culture is a living ecosystem, right? It's alive. For every new person that comes in, the culture changes. Anyone that leaves, the culture changes. A pandemic or crisis happens around us, the culture changes because it's affecting people's mindsets. Mindset. So when you think about that, you, you can't treat it like a checklist. You have to be obsessed with it. And how do you keep nurturing and feeding it? And you can't do that alone. And I, that's the part that I tell people a lot of times where some people will say, Kevin, I know culture is important to you, but and I go, what do you mean? But hold on. It's not just important to me. It's important to all of us. And, and it's because we're all those living cells in that, or, that ecosystem, that organism. 
to keep it alive. And so we all have a part to play. And I think, so for me, that might stem back to, as a kid and growing up in Canada, I played a lot of hockey and the chemistry of the team and everyone having a role to play and everyone needing to step up. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you don't. Like, how do you do that? And then are you the teammate that's cheering your teammates on or are you calling them out for their mistake and, and focusing it on that one? So it probably stems first from team sports and then, you know, getting to the stage of here we are as a team and, and that the mantra of, you know, we're all in this together, I think is something that we live by. And it's something that I live by is I truly don't think it's me. I think it's, it's really the holistic group. That's a kind of really good parallel between, you know, how noon is bringing together the global community of people who want to get moving and how you are kind of leading internally and inspiring your team at noon to keep this culture of movement and togetherness. I like that. You know, you touched on something. It's almost like you were inside the building, like here, here at the building of noon. Yeah. I believe the culture of noon. Yeah. And I've seen it happen. The culture of noon changes lives. It absolutely changes lives. When people come to work at noon, it changes them. Mostly for the better, I hope. But it, but it changes them. You become um, immersed into this magnetic energy of well, what can I do? And how can I take more? Can I get my 10,000 steps goal for more consecutive days to, can I do my first 5k? Can I, can I commute to work by bike, human power over engine power? And that infuses in what we do when we reach out to, like you said, the global citizens of the world. And when we touch them and we truly believe we can help change lives. And I, and we are, I genuinely believe that. Did you know that before you came on board? Like what inspired you to come on board as CEO of Noon? Yeah, a little bit on my step before my career journey. I was a CEO at a previous company, Natural Soaps, Cleaners, Detergents. I had the same title, by the way, then I named myself the self-proclaimed chief eternal optimist too. I really like that because I think CEO is so, I mean, I get it. But even for myself, like I change my title all the time. I mean, I have my own company, but it's still like, it doesn't really mean anything. It's really about what you do. Totally. Well said. Yeah, I agree with that. It is what you do. Yeah. Titles, you know, leadership, right? So leadership, if you think about that, which is CEO sets the tone a lot of times for culture or does in, in many ways, but they don't own it. They don't drive it, but they set the tone. And leadership is someone that people will trust and follow and and go and and rally with you. I think title speaks more to authority and, and how you do things. And so I think that's a little bit of a Simon Sinek insight, if I'm not mistaken. And I, th I, think, I think that's the difference. So what brought me to noon is I was CEO of a previous company, Mrs. Myers Clean Day, such a, such a great team and such a great run that, that I had a chance to take over for the founder there. The, I departed there. In fact, the, the story actually is that the company that owned us that brought me in, um, SC Johnson, a family company, who I I owe a lot to and, and adore in many respects and look up to them. They wanted to make a leadership change, and the time I I actually didn't really understand, and I can go into the dynamics if you want on that one. But regardless of that, I I was at this transition point, and I kind of had to do some self reflection and say, well, what do I want to do next? And so. I re was rethinking it. And when I rethought what I wanted to do, I was out consulting. I was working on marketing with different companies and helping them with strategy and vision. And I, something felt empty. 
for me. And the emptiness was when we were finished with the project, I just didn't feel fulfilled because I wanted to keep going. And I realized I needed to work with teams again. So I put myself back out there and lo and behold, I had this opportunity to come work at noon. And it was, it was a such, such a lucky right place, right time situation for me, because I get to lead a company and team that is passionate about something that I'm passionate about, which is this active lifestyle, health and wellness and vitality. I just got lucky, but the, but it really started, honestly, someone someone found me and, and, and put my name in the hat to take over this position. I didn't know it was even an option. The thing that really drove me was I wanted to be part of a team again. And then when this match happened, it was, yeah, it's like match made in heaven. I mean, it's kind of a natural for you. You're also a triathlete. How long have you been racing and training and where did that sort of begin for you? I started triathlon. It's interesting. I actually started running a little before triathlon. I did a half marathon in Chicago about 12, 13 years ago, just trying something something new and, and did a half marathon with my big sister in Chicago. And I had a time that was pretty good and I didn't really train that much. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. And when I finished and I told some people my time, I really had no clue if that was good or bad or whatever. They're like, wait, and what did you do for training? And they go, like, you, you need to do this more. Um, and I go, really? And they go, yeah, you need to do it more. So I started, you know, training and running more. And then I got into triathlon. One of my teammates, when I was at a company called Miller Brewing Company, um, another natural product. Yeah, um, very natural. <laughs> um, my very dear friend um, to this day, uh, Allison Fowler, um, who worked with me on my team, decided she was going to do a triathlon. And I'm always up for a challenge. And right. Allison knew that. So she kind of goaded me in and said, you want to do a triathlon? <laughs> and so I go, sure. By the way, I was scared out of my mind to say yes, because mm-hmm. I, you, you and I talked about this, I couldn't swim barely at all, like the length of a pool. Yeah, I was saying like I, I walked on my first swim. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a like good thing I it could... was shallow enough. And I'm kind of short. So <laughs> okay, so yeah. I wish I wish I had the shallow scenario you did. So again, this is Chicago. And yes. the Chicago triathlon is a huge triathlon. And that was Olympic distance, but huge numbers of people. And I go in and I was terrified. I don't even know how I survived that swim. Like I don't, I, it's almost a mile. Right. And I, I don't know how I did it. Uh, And it wasn't pretty. It was horrible. And, um, long story short, that's how it all started. And after that, you know, in fact, Allison is the, she's the problem. Cause then she's like, Hey, Hey, I'm going to do Oceanside. Um, so 70.3 Ironman. Do you want to do it? Sure. So now I've taken my swimming from Lake Michigan in Chicago behind a break wall to now we're going to go in the ocean. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, So that swim was a nightmare, too, by the way. So um, I got I get better after that. So that's how it all started. But um, to Allison's credit, then she went on to Ironman. I said, okay, I didn't do the same Ironman as her, but I ended up doing an Ironman because of her. And then uh, and then I just continued to to race um, triathlon, mainly at the 70.3 distance um, since then, just uh, really kind of the compliment with work but i um i will tell you this i love triathlon from the multiple disciplines i get a total body workout and swimming makes me have to think a lot i wish i didn't but and i like that i actually now somewhat (laughs) enjoy swimming now how have you are you training for anything right now I mean, I don't even know how I asked that question, but I mean, in my mind, we'll be racing again, like in 2021. 
but yeah. So what are you training for right now? <laughs> I think we'll be racing again in 2021. I would agree. I think I'm training for life, yeah. like just to be fit and, and really just keep moving. And it's consistent with our mission at noon of, you know, empowering the world to move more. I want to lead by example for not just our team, they, cause they all do it too, but our, our consumers, cause you know, I'm visible to them as well. And, you know, leading by example is part of, part of what empowers people. Cause they, they want to be, want a, they want a piece of that. They want a piece yeah. of that magic and nothing feels as good as fit feels. Right. Yeah. No, nothing. I mean, have you been doing indoor workouts? Like obviously you have a trainer, right? I do. I yeah. do have a trainer. I'm sitting right beside it in my little pain cave down here, which is also my office. Okay. And uh, yeah, I get on Zwift. I was just um, going to ask. Bike. Yeah. 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 Zwift for sure. Have and you then, done any uh, of the Ironman virtual races yet? I have not. Have you? No, but they're on number eight, which I'm starting to feel a little pressure that I'm late to the game. I'm going to sign up eventually. Like I'll probably be on 10. Yeah, I haven't I haven't got wrapped my head around that, but I'm a little stir crazy, so I'm sure I'll start getting out. I've been riding on my bike indoors on Zwift also for the last like yeah. year, basically. Anyway, because oh, yeah. so, awesome. it's cold in New York. So back to noon. Since you've been at the helm, the brand has experienced incredible growth from the products that you offer to packaging redesign, and you've even managed to engage and offer great products to the original community. So how do you sort of maintain your original community and keep everybody and all the athletes happy while expanding your product. I love one of the things that you just touched on that I think is a big mistake that companies fail on that we're determined not to be one of those. It's talking to the core, right? That endurance athlete as you expand your audience, right? And then people call that selling out as I use the air quote fingers. And I think, first of all, I think it's important to continue to stay relevant with your core audience. It's the ethos and DNA, the inner core of that brand. You don't want to lose that. And so many brands have walked from that in the spirit of growth and chasing volume. And so we've been very consistent on bringing news with the core. They tend to predict what will be successful in the future with other consumers. The endurance athlete in supplements and nutrition tends to be the ghost of Christmas future. So how do we keep staying relevant with them? And then as we expand that to new audiences, keep bringing new news to the core. So I just, I just want to make that one comment of, I think you touched on an insight that's really important for businesses to really think about and live it. Because it's really easy to walk from your core because it will become smaller and smaller when it comes to the business metrics. And I think that mass participation sports community is huge. And I think that we've had a lot of brands come and go that have been like a lot of the bars come and go, like I'm not going to name names, but it's very upsetting sure. when we have like you have a favorite product that's like your go to product and then they completely change their formula, completely change the brand. And like you're just left like high and dry with like having to try new products. So I actually really noticed that and I noticed that was great about noon that you were continuing to offer great additions to our community as athletes with the product. And then I was really impressed with how you were offering a wide variety of products. So vitam from vitamins to immunity and not just catering to endurance athletes, but outside of that. I actually met one of your field reps in New York at a New York Roadrunners race number pickup. My company, when I'm not recording the podcast, we do these 
this really big, like New York City's biggest fitness festival. And it's all fitness. It's like fitness, wellness. We help all the retailers drive traffic to their stores. We engage with all the fitness studios and gyms. And we put together these amazing swag bags. So when I met Steven, he was at this event. So I said, oh, do you do these events a lot? And he was talking about how he does as many events as possible. And so I invited him to come to do this event. And I really still five years later see all of these fitness goers in the you know New York City fitness community. They're all talking about noon hydration. But I like how you expanded the product and really got into that. So what are you what are all the different products that you offer? Yeah, so so what we did was we um you know, to, to our point when we were talking about the core and staying true to that, we then said what are other different needs that are unsatisfied with our core consumer, but then also what we call our expansion audience? Because the two the two different pieces is like you and I are doing quite a bit of training and endurance, and may- maybe and there's people similar to us might actually have sport as part of their personal identity, mm-hmm. and then there's a group of people that don't identif- don't have sport or training as part of their identity, but it's important to them as an active lifestyle. And that's another part of our consumer segment. And the question was, what were some unmet needs needed to, um, for these consumers? So we we launched some other products that were beyond the sweat occasion, but it was always designed with active lifestyle in mind because the, the whole concept is help you achieve more also means how can I recover and be healthy around that moment of sweat? Because the moment of sweat is 60 to well it could be four or five six hours if you're training for Ironman in a day but normally we'll we'll call it one to two hours right yeah is what what you're doing and think about that there is a lot of time in the day like 22 hours now what else is needed that would would help people be ready to to recover and to get back moving in the next day and so that's when we launched um so a a few things that we launched we launched a vitamins product uh several years ago it's doing really well i'm sure now yeah oh yeah you know during the time of this pandemic of covid it's it's done even better it's growth is exponential uh so the way we identified that one was actually with athletes we identified 11 different vitamins and minerals that were typically deficient in athletes and so we're going to put that in a drink and so if you drink that with your water you know a few times a day then you'll basically make up your your required daily value that you, that you want to get. And that product, to your point, is doing really well. We have also launched an immunity product. <laughs> we'll talk about doing really well. That one has, has done really well. It was launched a couple of years ago. And then when the COVID um, pandemic hit, it actually took off to a whole different level. And what's interesting, the, our philosophy about these products is we really look at needs that are out there and what products are satisfying it or not satisfying it properly. And we ask ourselves when we look at it and say, if we had to do this all over again, how would we do it? And so when we launched over 16 years ago, we looked at sports drinks, so they got it all wrong. You need to separate your hydration from your fuel. You need to have a low calorie, low sugar product and fuel with food. So noon was like the first product to be doing that 16, 17 years ago. Right. When we looked at immunity, the example there was the immune boosting, if you will, that helps boost your immune system products out there were in like what we call the vitamin C arms race. I've got 1000 milligrams of vitamin C. I've got 2000 milligrams of vitamin C. And here's the thing, you need vitamin C, but you can't actually absorb that much. Right. Um, 
what you need to do is come to the consumer and give them what they need, which is a challenge because it's easier to say, I've got a lot of this and more is better thinking of the consumer. That's right. easier to do, yeah. but it's not necessarily the right answer. And so same, same, by the way, is with hydration for sports, separate your hydration from your fuel. That's a much more difficult thing to communicate than just here, drink all this sugar in my liquid and you're good to go, which is not actually true, but it's easier to communicate that. So immunity on immunity, we took a different approach and our approach was if we had to start all over again, how would we do it? And we said, well, here's what you need. You need three pathways to help boost your immune system, if you will. And one was electrolytes, which helps works with your water to um, amplify your hydration. And so we have that as the base of all of our products. Then there's antioxidants. So antioxidants in there, of course, you're going to have vitamin C. Yes, absolutely. In addition to that, you know, you have echinacea, you have elderberry, um, you have, uh, we have zinc in there as an example. And then the, the third component, so beyond electrolytes, antioxidants is anti-inflammatories. And anti-inflammatories um, are things like turmeric and ginger. So again, reduce the inflammation, maybe inflammation is caused by a workout or you're not feeling well, reduce that down. And then again, your body can heal quicker or hopefully heal quicker um, with those three components. When you think about it, here's, here's what Noon's done. I think we take, we take and we say, if you had to do it all over again, how would you do it? And we try to do it the best way that works with your body. The good news is we simplify the whole thing because all you need to do is take one tablet and drop it in your water. And you need to drink more water, drink more water, drop a tablet, it'll make it work harder for you. And it's worked. Consumers uh, are obviously clearly receptive to this, this concept. So what are the different products you have? You have? Sport is that sweat occasion. I'm gonna go work out and get my sweat on. Maybe you wanna take it beforehand as well. Sport is actually probably our most universal product because it's so high in electrolytes and low in calories. Uh, I, I tend to drink two to three of those a day. Vitamins I drink periodically every, eh, once, maybe once a day. And vitamins has 11 different vitamins and minerals. It's much lower in electrolytes, just meant for daily health to, to help basically get you to drink more water and just give you some electrolytes to help it absorb and give you the vitamins you need. Immunity is a, is, it's a great tasting product and that's to help boost your immune system. And the last one I didn't talk about, which is a recent launch last year is our rest product. And it's about rest for recovery and rest also has electrolytes. I love rest, by the way. I take it pretty much religiously every night. And so rest is a very, very simple formula and recipe that helps you relax your mind and body. So magnesium does that. Tart cherry helps release melatonin, natural chemical from your brain that will, again, help you get more restful sleep. And then, of course, potassium with muscle cramps. So to reduce muscle cramps, that is. And so the product is, it's so simple but yet so effective. I, it might be my go-to of all of them other than the universal product of sport. I was just going to say there is one product line that we launched, we just launched, and that's the Podium Series. And that's designed with the, the people that really want to push their body. And the, that product's not in a tablet form, it's in a powder form because the tablet would be too big. That's the only reason why we didn't have it in a tablet form. And basically we've created a prime hydration product for, for those intense workout days, not just endurance athletes, could be CrossFitters, it could be people doing a class, um, studio fitness class, but this prime product is like rapid hydration to get you ready. 
we have an endurance product for the longer days, the 90 minutes or more of what, when you're doing exercise. And then we have a recover product, which has BCAAs in it and high level of electrolytes that works incredibly well. It doesn't replace your protein, but it's something you want to take right after a workout. And then rather than taking a protein supplement drink, just eat food. And it, it's, it's an amazing product. Just launched this, this past week. That sounds like a great product. Can you take all these different things together? Like say I wanted to take the sport with the vitamins. Is that okay to mix them together? Can I just put like 20 noon tablets in my water and go out for a bike ride and be set for the day? <laughs> you, 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 of course, you, yeah. you can combine it. There's no risk in doing it. But it the product is designed to be combined by itself because it's meant for a specific need and, you know, a different day part, you know, when you're working out, take noon sport, when you're working and we're doing a podcast together, yeah. have your noon vitamins or noon immunity in your bottle. Cause you're, you're just more of daily health. Um, I tend to w- I drink about four plus liters of water a day. Right. Um, half of that is likely with new is well, half or a little more than half is with a noon tablet and then half with water alone. And now these tablets have one gram of sugar. The one gram of sugar, you know, you want a tiny bit of sugar in there because what it does, there's actually a performance benefit for you is it helps. It almost acts like a carrier in your body for faster absorption of electrolytes. So there's, there's a science behind that one. I think, um, immunity actually might have two grams, but it's basically one gram for most of the portfolio. And it's so just a little bit of sugar helps with absorption. A lot of sugar causes intestinal distress and issues over time. What are some of the flavor profiles that you offer? Because I'm like strawberry lemonade is my favorite. Strawberry lemonade is one of our top selling flavors on the sport line. And lemon lime is another one. If you like caffeinated flavor, so it's 40 milligrams of caffeine from a green tea extract, uh, cherry limeade, it tends to be oh, one like of the most one. popular. It, it, oddly enough, I shouldn't say this, but it's, it happens to be one of my least favorites, but it's the most popular of the caffeinated lime. The lemon chamomile for rest is, is really popular as well. We have close to 20 different flavors across the line. And yeah. where, how many stores are you in now? Like where can people buy Noon Hyd- You can get it at a lot of places now. Uh, so not all the products are in every store, but Noon is for the most part you can find it at your local sports store, which is where we started. So those local run shops and bike shops and your REIs of the world as well. So sports stores, if I'm in, uh, if I'm in New York and Manhattan, the Whole Foods is a really good safe bet for you to go to. If you're in the West, it could be Sprouts. But now you, it's also available. I'm a little more limited, but you can also find it at Target. I know a limited uh, number of SKUs are also in even Walmart and Kroger stores around the country too. So we've continue the high quality of the product. It's done so well that a lot of other retailers are really looking to get it. And of course, you can buy it online. You can get it at noon.com or you can go to Amazon and get it as well. How many stores and countries are you in today? So when it comes to availability, you know, when you think across those retailers, it's it's we're, we're likely somewhere close to 20,000 stores in the U.S. now on storefronts. So it's it's it is widely available and we're really grateful for, for that. Uh, when it comes to globally, it is available in over 20 countries around the world. We tend to focus most of our effort, and it's easiest to find in the U.S. and in Canada. But we are we are available in over 20 countries around the world. I mean, I know you have a great ambassador program and big community of athletes and individuals out there talking about it. Our ambassadors and athletes have always and continue to be such a core about how this brand has become what it is. 
So you nailed it. That's an invaluable asset for all of us at noon, for sure. The way we approach it is we tend to think of what can we do in store, right? And can we get secondary merchandise discovery, secondary merchandising? So if you're at the cash register at your local Whole Foods, you might notice noon sitting there and that's secondary merchandising as well as on the shelf. So in store is a key component, sampling and demos prior to a pandemic, of course, we can't do that right now. The other thing is, is you've met right in your, your home city of New York, Stephen and the team, they do sampling at different races and events. So that's our um, in-person activation. That as well is not happening right now as right. either because of the pandemic, because there's, you can't sample products. And then on screen, and that's the biggest growth area of our business our marketing team and digital marketing team of what they've done around content is just so good. They're great at educating so people can understand it, inspiring. So in-store, on-screen, in-person is, is kind of the approach. It looks like you've been doing a ton of digital now that we're in these COVID times. Like I'm seeing a lot of a lot more video content and I think it's so smart to engage and empower all these athletes and fitness personalities and individuals with the platform to create content and then also the bounce back of promoting the product. It's pretty cool. You guys have been doing a great job. I'm so proud of the team and what they've created. You're seeing it more visible because I think we're also all online more than we ever have been. Yeah. So I think you're seeing us more visible. The team has actually had a lot of momentum on their content creation digitally for, for a while now, but they're, they just... <laughs> They hit their groove when this, when the pandemic happened. So we were probably a little lucky on finding our groove right at the right moment in time because the creative is so good and the, the the Matt Wilpers of the world are doing such a phenomenal job of helping us too. It's it's so great. Talk to me a little bit about the growth of your company because it, Noon is on a great trajectory. So our growth has been has been pretty remarkable, and I I will say the one thing I think that really, you know, we talked a lot about the culture as the competitive advantage, which is absolutely true, how we've gone and reached our new consumers through new products, and how we reach them through digital and in person in store, all of those things work a lot of magic that then, you know, create this, this end result, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll grow in excess, you know, a $50 million of revenue this, this year. And, and I'm not actually sure how high is high. It's, it continues to attract new consumers. And that, and I think not only is it attracting new consumers, I think the magic for noon is this, um, when it comes to consumers and growth is the retention is really high. We really focus a lot on customer service every consumer that reaches out to them we reach back everyone online not one we we will acknowledge it at minimum of like if it's a nice comment or whatever but if there's an issue we 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 really are obsessed with trying to ensure that everyone feels like they're heard and so we do our best on that one and i think that's that is a key retention tool i think the other thing is if you and you've tried noon but for anyone listening if you haven't tried noon we have the slogan for a reason because we've heard it so many times is hydration that you can feel so the science behind the product is all about you will feel the difference you will feel it and so the loyalty of our product is so high and we're just so fortunate to have that what's your new normal now New normal is, well, I don't leave home a lot or I don't go far from home. 
I do do a, if I'm not on Zoom, I'm doing walking meetings just to try to get some movement in so I'm not so stagnant. But I am on Zoom. I'm on Zoom a lot. I'm on Zoom like morning till night with different people in the team. But I will tell you what, you know what I, you know what I cherish in the silver lining that I don't want to lose, that I'm really glad that I've had this opportunity is I take a morning walk with my wife and our two dogs. And we do it again at the end of the day. And with a no commute, that allows that to happen. And I'm hoping I can at least get keep one of those things because I, I really enjoy it. And the second thing that, well, we're going to lose this, unfortunately, but I'm really, when when things go back to whatever normal is, air quote, I think the the thing that I cherish at every moment is how clean the air is. So when you look around in Seattle, we live in a neighborhood a few blocks away. You can see a view over the Puget Sound and you can see the mountains and everything is just so clear. And it's, I didn't realize that it wasn't clear until now when it's clear. It's amazing what you can see. And I... I try to cherish that every day when we go on a walk. I want to go out. I want to see the sound. I want to see the mountains and and just take it all in because it won't be like that view in whatever time, whenever that goes back to whatever the normal is. Yeah. I mean, and and what are some things that like maybe were that you used to do at the office or at work that you're like, you know what? We don't really need to do that anymore. You know, this is this is what we've learned, like any key learnings from like working from home versus, you know, being in the office. Yeah, I think one thing we've realized through this is working remotely is not as good as being in person, you know, in the physical office. But we we can, I think, find a way to bring more flexibility there. And we we were we did have, by the way, one day a week where people would work remotely how we how we might find that flexibility i think would be i think something we really have to keep challenging and we rose to the occasion as a team to make that happen and i think that's a big deal i think that's a really big deal I, oh you know what the other one is i think by working at home if i get a window at lunch i will a lot of times use that to go get in a quick workout and when i was in the office i the team does it at noon which is amazing i tended not to do it i think because i wanted to always be available just in case, just in case. Right. And I think taking that time out for yourself during the day when you can, I think I don't want to lose that when I go back. How can I find those moments? Yeah, it's so important. It's so hard, though, but it's it's very important. Yeah. Now, do you guys have a rollout plan for when you go back? Like, do you know, do you have a sense of when you're going back to the office or... Not really, because I, I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I know the economy is, you know, with their, the and we need to find ways to open up the economy. But we also can't we can't dismiss the numbers of what's happening with, you know, the virus continues to spread. So it's a real delicate balance. So here's what I would say is for us, we should shut down our office before the stay at home order was put in place in Seattle. So we were a little proactive. We'll probably be a little on the later side of coming back when they say go back. We, we might. I, here's here's what I suspect. I envision we will let people know if you want to go back to the office, feel free. We're not going to make it mandatory for several months is likely what I suspect will happen because I just don't you know, until a vaccination is in place, I, I think we just have to make sure we err on the side of caution. But there are reasons why we might need to get to the office and meet. The same thing goes with our field team. So our field sales team, it's they're, they're going to go into stores, but much more limited from what they were doing before and taking all the safety precautions. And we don't want them in there all day, all the time like they were before, because that just 
gives them too much exposure. So how do we do it really cautiously, safely, but make a difference? So, so we're doing a slow roll, if you will. You're navigating. I don't know how, like how stores are going to reopen or how races are going to come back. I just got this 40 page document from the USAT on Mm -hmm. how they plan to bring racing back, which is so surreal to me. One, I'm a germaphobe and I live in New York City where everybody's like on top of each other. I know. And it's two, I'm dialed into this world of wellness where like in January, I told my doorman not to open any packages from China. And he was like, what? Why are you so ridiculous? And I'm like, trust me, because I had interviewed this scientist and doctor, David Sinclair. So I know what's happening. So I'm like terrified. I don't know how people are going to go back to work. Yeah, I think I think it's a slow roll on going back at the end of the day was I know everyone wants to get back to work and and I the economic uh, catastrophe that's yes. happening is horrible. So we we need to recognize that. I think we also need to realize the answer doesn't have to be a light switch on or off. I think it's the more the dial of brighter or darker, if you will, for lack of a better way of putting it. And it depends on where you are and be and take a lot of precautions. And by the way, when it comes to the the race community, I think that we won't really, really be racing until 2021. And it's probably not until at least after Q1. And and we just have to make sure there's there's safety. There there'll be some exceptions. There's some races that are gonna go happen, but I think it's going to be really tough, tough for the for the race community. And that's that's hard because that's core to who we are. And we're really close to race directors all around Canada and the U.S. Yeah. And we're we stay in touch with them and we want to help them wherever we can. And they they're really hurting. Those race directors didn't you know, they weren't making a lot to begin with most of the races. And and because most races aren't. New York City Marathon, Boston Marathon, or Ironman. So, I mean, it's just, it's really sad, like the whole race community. It's, are you sponsoring or getting involved with any of the virtual races? We are, we're participating. Yeah, we're, we're participating in virtual races with the, with the race directors where we can. For us, it's, it's going to be, it's, there's one thing races coming back. Here's the question is, how do you give aid stations? So noon hydration at an aid station in this environment that's really tough and we don't know the answer to that and the race directors don't either at the same time it's also really risky to not have anything for longer races when you start to get warmer months because you could have a lot of medical issues if you don't have proper hydration on course and if people aren't prepared so this is why i don't see races likely and if any magnitude happening in 2020. Hydration is so important and not just water. It's so important to use water as a vehicle for electrolytes. Think about this. Your body is 70% 70% water, right? So is the planet, I think, or like roughly. Yeah. So make, make sure you're drinking lots of water, throw electrolytes in there. It'll, uh, it, it will help all bodily functions. Just the whole thing from top, from your head to your toes work better. I promise. Here's here's something for people to think about. Here's how important hydration is. My question for you is how long could you survive without food? How like in general, what do you think society of people like what could you survive like how long? I don't recommend this. I think that we could survive without food like as a generalization, I think probably like a week or two weeks. And that makes sense why you're saying that. 
there's hunger strikes. Again, I'm not recommending this, but people have survived without food for 60, 80, 90 days. Wow. Again, I'm, I'm not recommending that. Here, and I'll, it, this will give you perspective. How long could you survive without water? Hydration. I don't think. Maybe a week? Yeah, that's about right. So five to seven days. Again, I don't recommend it, right? So it shows what's, what's more important. And the, the last one is how long could you survive without oxygen? Uh, not at all minutes right like free divers can go crazy like five seven eight minutes but but maybe even 11 minutes but for the most part you need oxygen so here's why we think movement so important movement is about getting the oxygen and the blood flow moving and that's why it's the most important thing you need to do breathe 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 two hydration get it right three nourishment in that order all are important but my, the reason why you can see how important hydration is, is your body literally could not survive roughly a week without it. That's really interesting. Speaking of essentials and things we all need to survive, what's a big career lesson or piece of advice that you have learned over the years that you can share with our listeners? I would say some career advice that I've passed along, two things that I've, I've passed along that have been given to me, and I've used this a couple of times for people. One always leave a company when you move on and transition in your career journey even better than how you came in like really think about your transition out because it's a small world and if you leave on a bad tone that will really stick and that actually could hurt you and someone gave me that advice when i was switching at my first job my first job up in toronto canada i was going from loblaws the largest retailer in canada to sc johnson and a teammate of mine, Brad, who was just had way more wisdom than anyone I knew at that age and said, Kevin, make sure, sh- and I wasn't reporting him, it was a peer. And yeah. he said to me, he goes, make sure you leave on a good note, always leave better than how you started. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Stuck with me to this day. And then um, the other, the other piece of advice is, you know, take chances, really take chances on what do you want to do in life? What do you want to do in your job or your role? And really give it a shot. It'll always be too soon or always too late. You'll never find the perfect time. Go for it. I like that. That's good. This has been awesome. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It's been wonderful. And I uh, love chatting with you. Thank you so much for letting me share share a voice for me and for, for Noon. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out 